Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome local business owner and community leader, Sarad Davenport. In this new episode, we will focus on attracting and retaining talent from a learning and development angle. We will also explore how learning and development help employees learn the skills they need in their current roles and introduce leadership skills, what effective learning and development strategies effectively work in your organization, and how to help employees access resources that promote a culture of learning. We hope this episode will offer some perspectives on attracting and retaining the top talent in your organization and identify the important skills and development for your company. Stay tuned. everyone and welcome to this episode of Balanced Self. I am pleased to welcome Sarad Davenport to today's show. I have known Sarad for a very long time and uh, I've always admired his work in the community. I know his family very well. He also does some pastoring so I have had the pleasure of hearing him speak. But before I get ahead of myself, I'll let Sarad tell you about who he is and what he's currently doing. All right. Well, um, I was born and raised in Charlottesville, Virginia, went off to college at Old Dominion University, and um, I studied communications. Uh, English was my minor. I wanted to be a music video producer, how I got into media studies, but I fell in love with writing. And so my first real job experience was I got an internship um, with the New York Times while I was in college, um, partly because I had started a newsletter on campus and I um, I taught myself to code even back in the 90s. I had built this web page, took that portfolio to my interview at the New York Times and got hired. And I was there for at least nine months, um, paid internship. So it was really good for me. Um, I got out of college and continued to work in um, kind of freelance media. I worked for a production company. Then I worked in educational technology while I was still using that communications. And then I had a really you know, strong call on my life and I wanted to help people. Had enough social science credits to work in the human services realm. So worked for a community service board, um, got my certifications to become an educator. Did that for five, six years. Went back to D.C. for worked at the National Office of Communities and Schools. And um, and then after that, I um, found out I was great at operations and took a VP job down in Richmond in operations. And now these days I run my own consulting firm, consultancy and design thinking and strategy. But in the background and all that, I was doing a lot of community work. As mentioned before, I was I pastored a rural congregation for three years, did a lot of community work, went to seminary. Did that too. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Family, three kids, wife, also have an aging grandparent that lives with us. And we're just trying to keep things moving forward. Awesome. Well, I know the contribution you've made to this community uh, here in Charlottesville. We missed you when you left and we're glad that you came back. I'm just uh, very thankful to have been in your life long enough to know and see everything that you have done. So I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful that you were able to come today. And, and MSB Coach, thanks you for coming and joining us today. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. So in today's episode, we will talk about attracting and retaining talent with a focus on learning and development. A uh, substantial part of, of the workforce no longer feels like they're getting what they need from their employers. And because we are now living in a new normal workplace that offers hybrid and remote options, I think employees are now, they now have the space to make a huge career transition because of this. So Sarad, in your opinion, how does learning and development contribute to 
employee retention? I think that it contributes in a way as a benefit, like when employees feel like they're going to be able to not only grow through whether there's like tuition reimbursement or even certification reimbursement. I've utilized that before. I think it makes people feel secure. Um, And also when you couple that with advancement. So if you're going to support my professional development, will that contribute to me being able to advance in the company or or the organization? And in my own career, I've been able to do that. I mean, I think sometimes it's not just advanced. Sometimes it means that the organization is accelerating and these, this learning or this professional development will help you to be able to be successful while you're here. So uh, I remember I got a project management certification and that really helped me to be successful in the job that I was in because they were opening a project management office, a PMO. And it was just very helpful to have that. And my job paid for me to um, to get that project management certification. One of the things you said was the benefit, and that's the thing that people want to, when they're looking for jobs and when they are in their current roles, they want to hear their leaders talk more about development and growth and acceleration. You know, for myself, I want to, I want to excel in everything that I do. Um, you know, I'm in the music ministry. I have been for years. I can play more now than I did when I first started. It wasn't because, you know, this just happened. I kept growing because I kept finding things and resources to help me grow. And so that's extremely important. And it does have a sense of fulfillment. We have just stated in our previous uh, quarter that, you know, that we think that organizations are now recognizing the importance of retaining their best talent by addressing their personal and professional needs and concentrating on their well-being and uh, providing them with options. And I think that's the other thing, too, is like, if I'm not feeling good emotionally, if I'm not doing well emotionally, if I'm not doing well um, physically, I can't give you my best self. So the more that leaders check and be more conscious of these things, the more we will grow. And even if it's a slow growth, there is still like people will understand, hey, people are paying attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that employers have to reset and think about the whole person. Um, everything matters, not just um, you know, fixing things or creating widgets. Um, people are not robots. I think the pandemic taught us a lot in that, that we really have to look at the whole person. I've seen some good examples. I remember, you know, when I was working in at the, at the office in DC, they were, we had, you know, break rooms where there was the popcorn machine in the break room. There was a room where you can go and meditate and they had like Alexa, you can play music and it was by yourself. You just had to check it out. So there's all types of creative ideas that employers can do. And I think that you need to do to think about the whole purpose person. I know when I led a team, um, we had a very stressful environment, community-based organization. And there were some times when we would bring in mindfulness um, folks to come in and just help us to breathe. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, optional for people to do it, but people began to do it. And we, we were like, oh, let's see how this is going to work. But people actually checked in. But when we provide those opportunities, where people can really bring their whole selves and they can um, see work as not just a place for work, but also a place of actualization. Like you can actually become your greatest self through work. And how are employers creating the environments for people to be able to do that? Thank you for bringing that point up because that's what we don't think about. We think about professional growth and structure of the organization and professional development courses that that teach us skills, 
we don't think about a lot of times, and I'm glad you brought that up, the well-being part, having the popcorn in the break room, having mindful coaches come and, and say, hey, how are you doing? And really mean, how are you doing? Because if your whole self, you're right, as you stated, is your, if your whole self is not well, you're not going to give your best, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's important. Yeah. Um, and I And I always think about that. I think it's a deliberate strategy. So you have to develop the strategy at a high level to create the environment where people can be their whole selves. And like, I think some people have a muscle memory to kind of go back to a previous time where they, they're they familiar with how work used to be. But work does not have to be like it used to be for us to get even more impact. If we all If we're always bringing work home, and that means not just you know, emails and things like that. But that means if you're bringing it home emotionally, then there has to be something shifted in the environment because that could lean into the culture. And the culture has to be one where people can really breathe and grow and go home light, right? Where where work can be light, there can be high impact, high results, but it is still light. And there is a, um, there's a degree of trust that is, you know, flowing through the system so that people can trust each other and they can really uh, do what's necessary to make sure they they go home light. Mm, Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that because we are now and still, and we have been in the last three years, and we've talked about this on all of our podcasts here at MSB Coach, is that we work from home. Everybody's working from home or we're, or we're doing hybrid work, but we still need to unplug. It's important that we unplug because if we don't unplug, we're going to carry that down to the living room. You know what I mean? And who wants to do that? And just because you're just because your work environment is different doesn't mean that you can't unplug. You, I can come in my office here at home and I can work here, but I've learned to separate what's in this office and what's outside of this office. That is extremely important. I now think that leaders are more aware of that. I think that they they realize that our entire dynamic has been just all over the place for the last few years, and they're meeting us at the table with that stuff. Mm-hmm. They really are. They're meeting us at the table because they had not only they weren't the only we weren't the only people that were impacted as employees. Leaders were impacted too. And I've been on both ends of the spectrum and I respect both sides. So it's easy for me to sit here and say, I feel this way about, you know, I'm not getting enough rest. I don't think my boss cares about me. I don't think my leaders cares about me. But I also have to think about what the other side of what the leader is doing. And as a leader, I have to go, are my employees okay? Am I giving them what they need? Am I really, really haunting in on their talents and the contributions that they give to this organization? Are they okay working at home? Are they okay? You know, all these questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very hot, very hot subject there. We'll probably have to have another podcast behind that. So I'm gonna go to my next question. Okay. How can organizations use learning and development opportunities to attract talent? Um, I think that they can first of all make sure that it is embedded in the culture and it is a learning organization. All right. So if you know that if I go work in this organization, you know, whether I stay or if I go, I'm going to come out better. Um, And if you have that apparatus set up and if that's promoted that you are a learning organization, and I think that's going to attract folks, that's going to make people um, not only want to go, but want to stay because, you know, the big piece of, you know, what we're trying to do is to create retention, like what makes people want to stay. And if I know that I'm in a learning organization that is growing, that considers my whole self, 
um, and that is um, flexible to the needs that I have, but definitely still requiring high impact, high results, but is open to the flexible needs that I have and including, you know, my learning and development. I think you'll you'll get people that not only come, but want to stay. Yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. That sums, that, that sums up that whole question. All those things are really, really, really important. I think the biggest thing that, that you've said and you've been saying it throughout the podcast is being your whole self and, and taking care of your whole self. I want to be desirable to somebody. You know what I mean? When I say desirable to somebody, I want to be my whole self so that I'm desirable to the organization that I serve and to any other organization that I may want to go to in the future. You want to be marketable, but you're right. You want to do it high impact. And you want to do it not so high impact that you are killing yourselves, but high, high level, high performance, but without the, the, the stress of really like being hard on yourself and going, I have to be a certain way in order to do this. But if you continually keep a, keep a very steady rate of growth and professional development, I think you win this. You know what I mean? I really think you win the prize here. So I have one more last, one last question for you. What are you learning, have learned, or currently practicing to, about keeping balance in your life? Um, balance in my life, I am learning to set schedules and set boundaries. I think that one of the most simplest things that I think people can do is get a calendly, um, and because sometimes people can just take your time, call you whenever, you know, you know, you have to be able to use technology to support you and scheduling helps with that. So I have this little calendar app that I use. So if folks want to schedule some time for me, it automatically maps out my schedule. They can pick a time and then we can have a conversation. And that allows me to set those boundaries in my daytime so that or in my evenings, in my afternoons, so that, you know, people can't just call me anytime. And I can get rest, right? I think rest is undervalued. I think walking is undervalued and just breathing is undervalued. And I'm really thinking about quality of life. For me, I figured out it's not about money. It's about what is the life that I want to be able to live where I can have peace. And, and, then, and then I can build the things that help me to create and curate that peace. So I would say scheduling, boundaries, and then quality of life. Those are the things that are important to me. Those are really top quality things that you that sh you should be important to you, right? Taking care of yourself is number one. You cannot contribute anything to anybody if you're stressed out all the time. And I love that you take control of the boundaries and you, you say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing. I have... <laughs> And I appreciate that. And the reason why I said I, I chuckled because I got one of your accounts release and I loved it. <laughs> I was like, look at him. He's really like controlling his time. And that's good. I have learned to do the same thing, but I'm, I'm kind of old school. So I kind of keep both. So I have this big, you know, this big calendar uh, planner thing that I use. And I write down, you know, if I, cause I'm, in, I'm still in school. So I'll write down that this is the time I'm going to, you know, read a little bit of this chapter. I'm going to do a little bit of this project. I'm going to do a little bit of this. I'm going to answer emails at this time. I am so much less stressed by doing that than I used to be where I would just answer and say yes to everyone. It's all about balance. It's all about you controlling your destiny and your life. So I appreciate that. And I hope that our listeners will take away from this. Again, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming and joining us. And of course, you know, we're going to have to have you back for a future episode. And so we appreciate you and we appreciate our listeners. So next month, we will be still discussing attracting and uh, retaining talent 
but this time it'll be a focus on job security. So again, we hope you will join us and listen to this episode, and we hope you will join us and listen to our next episode. Thank you for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Balance Self. If you are looking for ways to provide the professional development and learning resources to your team within your organization, check out our Set Goals for Success workshop at www.msbcoach.com. If you are looking for ways to encourage team growth, empower your current team, and set the tone for a positive work culture, please take a look at the Emergenetics Workshop that is customized based on behavioral and thinking preferences. Let us know if you're interested in learning how you and your team can complete the Emergenetics Assessment. You can email us at info at msbcoach.com or go to our website for more information. If you would like to listen to this episode and previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can go to our website under the resource tab. Bye now.